0: what's the deal it's mr fresh to
1: death pretty boy smooth and you are now listening to wrestling cheers taking your way in the world today takes everything you got taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your Ooh, fuck that, I'm gonna read that what the fuck. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name. Especially when you're the new AIW Absolute Champion. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This will be a review episode of last weekend's AIW event, Hail to the King, baby. Before we go any further, I am your host. I am Heavy Set and Rest in Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network, MidwestTerritory.com, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe for every listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or PodbeanRestingCheers.Podbean.com Please follow us on all of your social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash Wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash resting cheers, and instagram.com slash Wrestling cheers email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling cheers at gmail.com and We have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net Like I said, this is going to be the review episode of Hail to the King, Baby, and of course like I said, I'm your host, but Let's bring on who else is on the show this week. We have uh, coming back for a repeat. We have Rick.
2: I am back for you all to be sick of once again.
1: I don't. I don't think people are sick of you. Oh, that's really sweet of you
2: to say. They're
1: probably sick of me, not you.
2: No, 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 no. You, you got, you got a, you got one whopper of a following.
1: Also, this is uh, episode ninety nine. Next week there will be a bonus episode, and that will be an interview that I did. Last week. And that would be episode 100. I didn't want episode 100 to be a preview episode. Like, there was nothing special behind it. So, special episode for episode 100. Might be a couple more bonus episodes coming this month. Because I got a couple... Well, I have one opportunity of an interview coming up. And my kind of rules... I'm not going to tell you about people I interview until it happens. Because if it doesn't happen, I look like an idiot. So, I have one coming up... And I don't know when that will be on the schedule. I actually got two coming up, but one I know when it'll be. The other one that I have, I have one waiting with someone we'll be talking about on this show. It's already been recorded. I just haven't edited it up, and it will probably be a bonus episode. And that's none other than Cabana Man Dan. So something to look forward to. And back to introducing everybody, we have returning for maybe since a maybe on the review on the year review episode, we have Caden. Hello. Welcome back. It's been not very long, but it has,
0: but not really.
1: And you were at this show. I was actually at this show. I didn't expect you to be there, because I think I asked you about it, and you were like, like I'm like, when's your next show? And you, you said it was probably going to be Mania. What what happened?
0: Yeah, I just didn't want to say anything. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so, I knew I was going the entire time.
1: You bastard. Hey, <laughs> Still. worked. <laughs> Still a, a pleasant surprise to have you back. I loved having you back. Well, halfway. I loved it because you got to help in tweeting again. Very much appreciated. So you didn't forget any results? Fuck off. And then the part, <laughs> the part that I didn't like is you took my good spot. That was my spot originally. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, Every time we've been to Akron, we're closer to the main door. We're on that side of the ring. This time we're on the other side of the ring.
0: My chair. I sat there. (laughs) Anyway, so... I'm the one that likes to die on all the dives. My thing. People feel bad when I get crushed.
1: Your funeral. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm putting a target on you next Matthew Justice match. I'm going to make a target as a sign, and as soon as he he comes around, I'm just going to put her in front of you.
0: I was not ready to catch anyone at this show. You'll see that on the DVD or MP4 when it comes out.
1: Is that because of all the health stuff, or is it just uh, because of
0: mainly health
1: stuff? But I'm feeling like everything that happened before, (laughs) with everybody diving at you, you're just like, "Eh," like I don't care. I think even if you were fucked, you would still be running. Depending on who. (laughs) All right, let's mainly health stuff for right now. I don't need to get broken again. (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's get into this show. And I want to start off with the fact that there, there was the tryouts. And we talked about this. Actually, no. Actually, Fuck that. I'm going to backpedal. We did not give this enough attention on the preview. No one called us out on it. Thank God. Uh, Harley Race. No mention whatsoever in the preview besides that it, it featured Harley Race. I think, Caden, you were the only one of us to get a picture with him. If I'm correct, Rick, you did not get one. I'm a oh, mark. That I is think. accurate.
2: No, I, I didn't get one.
1: So, Caden, tell us about
0: Harley Race. S- super happy to be there, from what I can tell. That's cool. Just. Well, I haven't really ever encountered someone that wasn't happy to be there for just meeting people. Yeah. But I may put Harley up there in probably the top five. Super cool, dude. First person ever asked to see the picture I took. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. He wanted to see the picture to make sure it was good.
1: Yeah, most of them don't care. And you get the picture and go away. I've had my fair share of pictures. And I, I I give credit. People are learning through time. But, like, my picture with Bret Hart, which was, like, 2012, I want to say, is, like, halfway blurry. Not all the way, but, like, a little. And I don't know what it is. Like, people at that time did not know how to take pictures. And people are getting better. Now, like, people are taking multiple pictures really quick. Like, every time I take a picture of somebody, I take two or three photos just so there's something good there. So it's actually cool that he wanted to make sure the picture was good. Anything else? That's like, some
0: for meet and greets, that's someone you don't really see ever making appearances. Unless I'm stupid and missed that. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very rare meet and greet. Topic, so this is pretty cool.
1: I wanted to meet him. My only issue is the fact that he was in a wheelchair, and I compare it to uh, Bobby Heenan in later days, where he just did not look good, and it was heartbreaking. It wasn't nearly that bad, but I don't know. I just, to me, it didn't feel like the Harley race that I knew, and I don't even know that much of him. Like, really, legitimately, I didn't watch him wrestle. I remember him as vader's manager in wcw that's mostly what i know about him but a legend nonetheless i wasn't going to pass it up until i seen him like that and i was like eh. i think luger's like that too like i don't know if i would get a picture with luger even if he was fine but i think every every time i see a picture of me he's like in a wheelchair sitting down it's like uh ah. it, it kind of breaks my heart from my childhood so i tend to just skip it so that's what i did for harley race i don't know about you rick uh
2: i was kind of in the same boat as you uh, I thought he looked good. But as soon as I saw the wheelchair, I just I don't know why it's, you know, it. as soon as you you don't want these guys to get old, you don't want to know that these guys aren't immortal. Uh, I, I was sitting ringside at, at a match one time and I at the Tanaka gauge match and one of them hits the other guy with a chair. And I said out loud, oh, my God, that looks like it really hurt. And Steve Guy turned around to me and said, you know, it all hurts, right? And I said, yeah, but I don't want it to. I I don't want it to hurt. I want it to look like it really hurts. Um, I'm like Caden who wants everything to hurt, you know, that guy, (laughs) same, same basic thing with that. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't want to know that these guys aren't immortal. And it's, you know, I, everybody that I talked to though, said he was in great spirits. Um, you know, he looked like he was doing really well. So it probably just my perception. And I have a hard time standing in line that long for anything.
1: That's the other thing too. I think when I got into like, um, steamboats line. I waited till it died down where there was like two people in it, like it was getting towards the the cutoff and Harley races never died down. And I don't, I don't know if it's because of the different venue or, or what, but I swear this has to be one of the more successful meet and greets that AIW's ever done. Whenever they talk about this episode, I'm curious of actually what they have to say about it. Because, like, yeah, I'm thinking, like, Gargano was a big – I know the, the final one for Gargano was big. Hall, I think, was big. But when you have the few where we're holding up the start of the show because the line won't stop, that says something.
2: Yeah, we'll have to see what uh, – maybe they'll say something eventually when they get around to it on their podcast, uh, you know, where it kind of ranks as far as uh, – hey, probably what Caden said, it probably – he felt it was a top 5 personally for him it was probably a top 5 in aiw history i would imagine
1: yeah i the all the meet and greets that i've seen i'm trying to think of ones that were this successful i think that, that we've had the ones where they think it's going to be massive and it's not and then we have ones that they thought like it's going to be okay but were killers <laughs> like uh i remember the rap show 2015 i think i was uh, make him say uh Caden, is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe. So.
1: Um, that show had the Young Bucks and
0: Mickey James. Mickey
1: James. Mickey James was like kind of like the featured meet and greet, maybe because the Bucks have like a a bigger um, gimmick table. Like they actually have like things that they want more things that they want to sell. I think, and I wouldn't be surprised if like the Young Bucks made more money that night for meet and greet stuff than than uh, Mickey James did. Right, I did both, but I felt like the Young Bucks was huge. And looking back at it, Young Bucks were in AW twice. And I don't remember if they had a line in absolution. But a lot of us, we, we uh, took up the opportunity when we had the chance. So is there any big ones that you can think of, Caden?
0: You oh, need... the Art Anderson one was
1: Ooh, yes, crazy. Oh, Ar- yes. Arn and Dean. Arn and Dean being back-to-back like back that? Back-to-back like that. Oh, oh. Just...
2: Was Arne Anderson Absolution? Yes. Yes. Uh, that's I guess that's another reason because that place was packed. The Emma line was pretty good size too, if I remember correctly.
1: <laughs> well, that's other reasons. Yeah.
2: Sure. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> no offense to Emma, but that's for other reasons. Still too. successful. She's a talent. Still a talent successful beyond reproach. Yeah, still successful. I I I I gotta give it that. Um yeah, that's the I'm still wanting for them to bring in Nash. I know that it's Something that's been a ch- couple attempts at it. Yeah, there's been attempts. I think it just he- hasn't worked out. I think because he hasn't been in the territory since 2011 there- for something else. For uh, rest- um something. Rest in peace, wrestling. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, that card featured one of my favorite matches of all time, and it's the first independent wrestling match I've ever watched, and I've talked about it at nauseum. So I won't get into it, but extremely biased with that match. And that Is show. Is it a Ben Fruit match? No, uh Corey Winters. So anyway. Um yeah, you know, Nash hasn't been back since then. So I think there's a lot of people and I hope like the next Akron show they can finally get in Nash. Because, I mean that's one thing I do love being someone who lives in Chicago Falls, that the Akron shows are close and they've the guest lineup so far has been amazing.
0: Yeah, there hasn't been one that's been like eh. It's been very, very
1: good. Though I'm not a huge fan of Steamboat. That literally is one of my favorite guests, because that dude is... he I don't know his exact age offhand, but he is so young at heart. And I think that's one thing I love about him. Alright. Uh, we've been we've been talking enough about Harley Race and Meet and Greets. Let's get into this show, because there were a lot of matches. Way more than usual. Uh, well, maybe not, but we had ten. Ten fucking matches. They did add a scramble match. Now, going back to what I was talking about with the tryouts, they figured they would have at least some sort of match with the best that they had from the tryouts, and it turns out they it helped fill two matches, one being a uh, six-way scramble, and the second one they used to fill in two of the missing teams for the opening match, which was the tag team match. So we didn't have the Young Studs. We didn't have, obviously, of. Uh, Last episode, or if you didn't know, Chase Oliver. Knee surgery is going to be out for a while. Trey Lamar was put into a triple threat match. So, with two open spots, these uh, new teams that were that were filled were... And I don't know much about these guys. There's only one of them that I knew something about, but it was only because of what was written on his his gear. Well, one, like Boomer Hatfield, I don't know much about, but I'm going to take a wild stab at it. It's how Chakara... Hands down gimmicks, so they ha- still have Dasher Hatfield, and this is, like, the next offspring or whatever, the next generation, it's Boomer Hatfield. How am I on that, Caden?
0: Look, I don't really watch too much *Chikara* now, but <sighs> this is supposed to be, like, Dasher's son. <coughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Again, I'm not up to date on *Chikara*,
1: but that's what I understand, at least. Then we had... Teaming with him, Travis Huckabee, and I was kind of informed about some of these participants, which I'm kicking myself in the ass. I was told everybody who was going to be a part of it before the show, but like a dumbass, I didn't fucking write them down and look them up on Twitter while I had the chance. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. So Boomer Hatfield and Travis Huckabee were kind of known as uh, Team Chikara. So makes sense, which I'm guessing Travis Huckabee is from Chikara. You are correct. And then... A name that nobody can get right is, uh, Camaro Jackson was one of the, the members of the next team. I couldn't find him on Twitter. I didn't catch his name. My bad. But the name that I did know was his tag team partner, Mike Outlaw. And I know him because he has a tag team with, uh, Danny Adams and they're called no new friends or hashtag no new friends. And it was all over his gear. Danny Adams has it all over his gear. I put two and two together really quick, and actually kept yelling "Danny Adams, Adam." He got a smile the first time. The rest was just like "shut up." Um, so I think the big thing that that came out of this is that when Outlaw and Camaro came out, they came out to a song—the actual song that is inspired Razor Sharp's theme—because it's not the exact same fucking song. People were livid. Rick, you were one of them. Tell us your your thoughts.
2: For some reason, this. I'm usually very well-behaved in the front row. I know there's children around. I know there's, uh, you know, Caden's (laughs) Caden's there. Brock's got this father there. I am children. Things like that. I'm sitting behind two nice ladies from Detroit that came down just for the show. They're, uh, you know, everybody. We're all having a good time. I proceeded, I think, in the in about a thirty second span to, I, I don't know if, I don't know how many times I I did the f word. It's like that episode of South Park where they say shit like three hundred times. Basically, that's what it was. Uh, to the point where the guy looked at me off the stage and he just kind of shrugged his shoulders, like, dude, what is your problem? Like I'm just screaming, you're not Razor at them, and these poor guys, <laughs> they have no idea who Razor Sharp is. They have no idea that the song that they've picked is Razor Sharp's music. Um, I mean, we, you know, we were to the point where we were getting mad at the Super Bowl because the, every Super Bowl commercial they were playing that song. It's like, <laughs> how dare somebody else use Razor Sharp's music? Uh, I think you said I looked at them and then I looked over and I saw Razor Sharp was sitting there. That's not going to be Razor Sharp. For a split second, that little glimmer of hope I had that Razor Sharp was going to come through those curtains. And then it was all just dashed, and the vitriol that those poor men took—you uh, know what—they took it like champs. So, so good, good on them.
1: So, what were you guys' thoughts on these two new teams? Uh, obviously, PME—I won't—I don't want to gloss over—but uh, they won via the Sunset Dreams. Production is this feels like a new chapter for them. This uh, Eddie, only Derek, and even Dan Danhausen—they all feel different. So but
2: yeah the music, yeah the music changed with them, and now it looks to me like Danhausen is the leader of that group. you know, as the author, he's the guy, and uh, you know and they definitely have uh, a harder edge, Eddie and um, Eddie and Derek, yeah. uh, a much harder edge than even they
1: had with uh, with Magnum and Frankie out front. So besides all that, what did you guys think of these these two new teams? Sorry with you, Caden.
0: Me being the wrestling, well, the indie wrestling nerd that I am, I had seen a little bit of everyone before, but I enjoyed seeing them live. I'll say that much. Yeah. Just yeah. everyone kind of in a four-way match. It's hard to get a lot in, but I was impressed by everyone. Hopefully, they're back in some form eventually. Travis can be a special, very
1: good. And the the thing too with uh, Camaro and Outlaw. They're one half of two different teams. Yeah, that's two different teams that just kind of got smushed together. Yeah, so hopefully we see um, Alpha and Omega, which I know Camaro was from. I don't know the other dude in it. My apologies. But then also No New Friends with Outlaw and Adams. Like, maybe something that, like, I don't know what it is lately. I think the thing that I've discovered that I really like about independent wrestling or just wrestling in general, I like discovering new people and like that's kind of what sucked me into new japan for a while but i, I don't know i kind of got bored of it and i like learning new people in like the states cuz maybe someone from a different territory can come here and i'm going to be familiar with them and that's going to be awesome and sometimes like i caught on to marco right before he started to blow up he was still he was getting a little bit of traction but it was before uh gcw it was before all in and now you know before
0: he became the guy.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no. He was the guy. They actually started calling him the guy before that, but in figurative terms, like, he wasn't the guy at that point. Before he
0: was on every
1: independent show in every area. Yeah. He didn't He didn't have that, that much exposure. So, watching things like Southern Underground Pro, picking up different people, and, like, getting a show like this and... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the women's match right now, but we will get to. I want to next thing I want to talk talk about is the the scramble. But going back, I want to backtrack. How Caden? Oh, I already got to talk Caden. Rick, what were your thoughts on these two new teams?
2: Yeah, it's fun to see guys that you've kind of seen online or or not in person, um, in person for a change. So that's really that's really kind of cool. Nobody was it didn't feel like anybody was the new guy, you know? So everybody was working at the same level. Um, I, you know, I don't think there was any issues with, with anybody's timing, with anything crazy going on, you know, with guys being stuck together, you know, it looked pretty fluid, just like it, it kind of normally would. Uh, so I was happy to see everybody uh, that Boomer Hatfield. I hope we see him a little bit more. Huckabee. I hope, I hope him as well. Um, I, I I'm assuming those guys were usually singles guys that just kind of got thrown together for that too. Yeah. Uh, PME going over was the was the right call. Can't wait until those guys get Colin and Cheech.
1: How about that new gear?
2: I have been privy to the new gear for quite some time now, and was just waiting, basically waiting for it to come in with bated breath. Those boys in their white track suits with their Arizona with their throwback Arizona Diamondback. Gear is what it was. Uh, what it was based on the only okay. old school Diamondbacks with the uh, oh, with the purple and teal and stuff.
1: Uh, they rocked that out pretty good, didn't they? You know what it reminded me of? Late nineties Puff Daddy and Mace Bad Boy. Like I found a gif of them wearing like all white tracksuits. That's what it reminded me of.
2: Yep, yep, I can see it.
1: Caden, I would ask for your thoughts on that, but I'm not sure if you know who any of who? the people I mentioned are. Maybe you'd pr- you'd have to know Puff Daddy. I podcast. do. I'm not You don't like, know name. Some other people on this
2: podcast that don't know anything. Oh. <laughs> do you know about the late 90s? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no,
1: depending on what it is. <laughs> do you know about Dunkaroos? Yes. Okay. I tried to think of something 90s that you wouldn't, that wasn't around when you were, but, yeah. Thank anyway. you,
0: Jake Clemens, for that.
1: Yeah, true. And, um, oh, I'm blanking on his fucking name. Guy from PWO, motherfucker. Right. Dombrowski, there we go. Cut. Damn it, I hate brain farts like that. So, I'm going to skip over the women's match. We'll, we will get back to it, but I want to put it all together of the whole talent tryout. The uh, the next match we had was Lee Moriarty, Cabana Man Dan, Michael Austin Wardlow, more known to some as just Wardlow, and then, which I knew all three of those those guys, and I was very happy for them. Then we had Logan Easton, you know what pronounce his last name, Caden? The Row. Kevin Bennett, and Max Kenway. Matt Kenway. Matt Kenway. Why did I say Max? I'm looking at his fucking name. Matt Kenway. Anyway, he was a guy I've heard of. And when I later, when someone tagged his actual Twitter handle, I went, Motherfucker, I knew that. I've seen that dude. Where, I don't remember. But I know I've seen his profile. Looked it up for something. So, I was really happy for the first three that came out. Wardlow... Cabana Man Dan and Lee Moriarty completely fucking deserved that opportunity. Wardlow has the look, and it was cool to see him in the AIW ring. Lee Moriarty is a guy who's been – he's been just downright grinding and really proven himself. And I have a lot of respect for him, and I know he was like one of the few that came to the Ultimo Dragon tryout – not tryout, but a seminar that wasn't an AIW student. And I do not I don't think enough – Local wrestlers outside of AIW take uh, like advantage of those opportunities to, to get in a seminar with somebody that great. And Cabana Man Dan is a dude who's been doing it for twelve fucking years, and is great. He's one of the few people that I loved almost instantly watching Southern Underground Pro, and I know other people fell in love with him too. And for him to and this is the only thing. This isn't a dude like. Lee Moriarty is from Pittsburgh. Wardlow's is from Cleveland, wrestles with some in Pittsburgh. So, you know, those are two somewhat local dudes, at least regional. Cabana Mandan is from Alabama and drove all the way up here from Alabama to get a shot at AIW. He could have been turned away. He could have been rejected, but he wasn't. His hard work was rewarded, and he got over. Granted, you had people like me, and I think he had his own little section of people really egging it on. But I I hope the people that never seen Cabana Man Dan before this show loved him, too. What were your thoughts on some of these? We'll start with Rick.
2: Uh, the two that stuck out to me, Cabana Man Dan and our boy Ward Lowe. Um, Moriarty was fine. The other three just kind of blended into the background for me. Uh, Cabana Man Dan has so much charisma. Uh, he was so much fun to watch the, the whole flip flop gimmick with the smacking people around that sounds so freaking good and looks so painful <coughs> when he had some of those flip-flops flip-flops so that was yeah we we popped pretty big for those uh, i like wardlow in that uh, role of throwing the two smaller guys around you know finishing off two guys at once uh i'd like to see him back i'd love to see him work with matt justice or kyle the beast or oh, one of these God. bigger dudes uh even like a tim dance you know the, the just these big old Haas guys just going at it. Uh, somebody said it kind of reminded of um, a little bit of the Ryback. Um, I guess I don't see that as much, but I heard that comparison for a few, you know, with a couple guys. Uh, Wardlow was the one that really stuck out to me. I mean, you know, he got the win, and I think probably he um, – he probably made a lot of people stand up and take notice of him.
1: Yeah, and there there was a fan by me that I heard him say, like, why were we – Why did he have to go through a talent uh, initiative, a talent seminar to be on a show? Why wasn't he just picked up? And I didn't say this to the fan, but I was thinking it was if you didn't know who he was before today, and he's not that far from this area, that's why, because he, he wasn't, he's not a name that's really built up a, a huge following. Yeah. There's, there's people in the area that know him, but if you don't know him, then that kind of tells you why. I mean, I, I knew him, Cade knew him, a lot of other people knew him, but that's the way I look at it. And I'll say this about the other three. I liked them, but I felt like in this match, those three, you said, like were part of the background. They blended together for me. I They all seemed to be kind of the same dude. And whatever one was like the savior, uh, uh, the 1% or whatever, the 1% of the 1% or whatever. Laro. L- yeah. When he walked past me or something, he said something. I was like, MJF says, fuck you. Because that's, I'm like, we already have MJF. And I know there's people out there that have said that that gimmick is done to death even before MJF, but I don't know. Those those three just blended together and the one dude just remind me of MJF. But not, like, a good way. It's like, yeah, we already have you. But I think he's uh younger in the business. Well, so is MJF. But he'll have time to grow. And I think Yeah,
2: we get it. MJF is Fruit Loops, and that guy was the Fruity O's. (laughs) The generic knockoff cereal.
1: Yeah, I would say that. And with, you know, the projectile, or, uh, fuck, I hate it when I don't have the right word, the projection of MJF's career, like, he's doing good for only be wrestling as long as he has. Like, he's way above most. This dude, I don't know if it's shorter, longer, whatever, he'll have time to grow into things and and get better, but that was just kind of my reaction. So I was saving Caden, because Caden, a little bit more educated than all of us. Uh, How did you feel about everybody in the scramble?
0: Right off the bat, because I'm very biased, Lee Moriarty, hopefully he's back as soon as possible, because Uh, obviously I've seen him at another local promotion. Him and Wardlow were the two guys that I instantly went, okay, bring them back. Wardlow, I wouldn't have said this literally like last year because i saw him at iwc mm-hmm. half the moves he did in that match he wasn't doing last yeah he's improved by miles mm-hmm.
1: the thing that i'll um, say about you know. lee that i really loved the fact that this is the first place i seen him where he came out as a face so i enjoyed that a little bit cause especially it's like a dude who i know has been working so hard like i could cheer for him and like it's it be kind of okay. Granted, you can choose whoever whoever the fuck you want, but I was like, ah, this really works right now with, with Lee.
0: No, someone else. Is, Kevin Bennett is someone who didn't really get to do a ton of that match, but I'm kind of hoping he gets another shot in AIW. Yeah. Because he does stuff up in a match in Canada. Yeah, He's very, very good, but didn't really get to show it in that crap. Like, he... I don't know. He's someone I've again. I've seen him in another local promotion, but he didn't get enough of a chance there. He got to do like his two hey, look at these two cool things, and oh, all right,
1: get out. Yeah, I do feel like in this match, Wardlow and Cabana Man Dan got to shine the yeah, most.
0: Cabana Man Dan is someone
1: I feel like that's a given. Yeah, if you don't like the
0: dude, you're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they got to they got to sh- just shine the most. They got most of their shit in, which is good. Which is good, but you'd figure in this kind of match that everybody needed to have that moment.
0: Yeah, you want a little bit more of a give everyone, like, say, just five minutes, just for an example, to get moves going.
1: Yeah. And the match that I want to see, because it seems like the the top two that were over from this match, even reading people's responses were Cabana Mandan and Wardlow, and while watching the match, I was like, I want to see these two just one-on-one. That'd be amazing.
0: Little, they did have a little segment in the match,
1: yes. which is fantastic. Before we uh, go further on the card, we need to go back. We need to talk about Britt Baker and Tasha Steeles. I don't know that much about Tasha. I think, Caden, you had a little bit of knowledge on her, a little bit.
0: Um, This was her return, actually, after about two years. Oh, shit. She was on the last GNO.
1: Damn, it's been that long since she and you know, O that I don't remember people from it. She wrestled Holladead on that show. I miss Holiday. I've Seen her like four times since then. <laughs> I've seen her once since then. I I love that that character. I also you miss her character. This was her. <laughs> I know that's, that she's I don't know, one of a kind. That's what I could put it. I also miss Shotzi, but hey, we need we need a girl's night out, but I don't I don't think that's not gonna happen.
0: That ain't happening.
1: Yeah. So Britt Baker versus Tasha Steeles, and Britt won via the Rings of Saturn. I, she has to have a name. I always feel bad when I just call it the generic like, name. I was. I feel
0: like that's incorrect.
1: I would say the Rings of Britsburg.
0: I'll not go but, on again. I don't know if she'll be back or certain contract things happen.
1: Yeah, we, we can get to that. I don't know if it'd be something like that or she would have a Dentistry name to it. I don't know. But yeah, we don't know. I know. Her ring name isn't just Britt Baker anymore. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD.
0: Just a small change there to her name, which I kind of found funny. It's. I don't know what. It's. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I like. It.
1: She's really evolved herself. And it, it, she's really embraced the whole dentistry stuff. If you think about, like, when she was in scramble matches, you know, she was just. Brit Baker from Pittsburgh aka Pittsburgh with a B like everyone liked her though it wasn't like oh yeah she's just there everyone loved her she i don't say she didn't have a gimmick but it, she, didn't she she thought, was that's the thing she was very basic but i mean she was very over on it bingo then we all everybody knew about i think the, the dentist stuff but she didn't want to be just known as like a dental student she waited till she became a dentist and then incorporated so, then made that a part of her thing yeah and so she she got to get established and then boom like yeah I'm dr Britt Baker now she's evolved it so much so much merch I wanted to buy one of the shirts actually my girlfriend's a dental assistant and I meant I wanted to buy that for her but they didn't have either of mine or her sizes so that's something I'm going to eventually order because I think that's a really really cool shirt that's I mean that's the only thing I have to say about the match I mean I liked it
0: uh, it was a good way to follow up tag match. It was, yeah, pretty basic, but very good to see uh Tasha back after like who? Yeah, very close. Yeah. Hold on, let me go through the GNO fly that's on my wall. March eleventh, twenty seventeen. Very close to two years. Wow, time flies. And like, none of those people
1: have been back. Ah, <laughs> oh, Veda, Veda, Veda. Anyway, let's move on to the next match which was one of the pick your poison matches Kevin Thorne versus Dominic Carini this match went everywhere this is the only time, one of the few times I've ever had to like walk out of a match it wasn't their fault I forgot a charger cord and when I came back in like they were out of the ring and everything and I like I stood back for a second this I like this new side of of Dom and going into all of this how did you feel about the match and everything surrounding it kid it was interesting like
0: because they're two completely different styles i'm not like again i'm not complaining about this because i like matches like that but i just straight away just brawl into the crowd which again good i just don't like sometimes they do that because i can't see half the match (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't have much to say about this because i couldn't see a lot of it because it was in the crowd Sounded like something broke. There was a trash can shot in the crowd. I think sounded like something broke over by the water fountain gimmick that's in the Akron venue.
2: Okay, one of the one of the red trays he's he smashed over his head and it snapped it half. Oh, that's what that
1: was. Oh shit! You were over there. Yep. Yeah, it sounded real disgusting. I watched as Kevin Thorne picked up a trash can and th- swung it at Dom, but he did it by the handles. Oh god! So at well, as he did it. All this trash just comes falling down on him. Yes, it, w- it was very funny, but it was like, why the fuck do you do that for?
2: You. Uh,
1: do you have any thoughts on this, Rick?
2: No, I, I, the match was you know what we thought it was going to be. They they beat the hell out of each other, and Dominic. Uh, what he won that with a low blow, I think. Is I I don't know why I must have blinked on the finish. Um. The the one thing about Dominic that's kind of getting a little he's really going out of his way to try to not be liked. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have this feeling that when he when we get back up to the normal Cleveland area show, there might be a bit of a flip-flop. Dominic might start coming through as the face and Bishop might look like more of the heel if you were judging between the two matches with uh Bishop uh you know taking on Lawler you know the dynamic there. It's that's not a face face dynamic. You know, it would have, I would have pegged Lawler as the face and Bishop Moore as the heel. So I have a feeling that we're kind of transitioning that direction to where Bishop's going to end up being the heel. Dominic's going to come off more as the face because as much as he tries to get booed, Dominic just is not getting people to to dislike and and hate him the way that uh, the way that I think he wants people to react to him.
0: Yeah. I forget he tried to do a riddles thing at Rager. Yeah. And that went over with us very well. I don't know, like... It's... I, yeah, again, I feel the same way you kind of do here. It's odd. I like to be more serious, but at the same time, it's... It's just... It's odd. It's weird.
1: At the same time, I think it also goes with a lot of the stuff that Dom is doing outside of AIW. Like, it seemed like... Well, even, even before all this, like... We were one of the few places that Dom was well loved. Most other places, it seemed like he was a heel. And now, now more than ever, especially with Sad Comp, Sad Comp seems to be heel everywhere. So I think this is this is helping Dom out. And I don't know, Bishop's a fun dude to root for. I I think it's it's gonna stay as uh well way we have it right. Now. I don't know if there's gonna be a flip. Yeah, I don't see anything really changing how it is.
0: And no, I don't have any inside info
1: here. <laughs> I know literally nothing. All right. Next up, which Dom won. Dom defeated uh, Kevin Thorne. The, after a low blow, according to our results analyst. Next up, we had Zach Thomas versus Danhausen versus Wes Barkley versus Help Me Out, Caden. I wanted to see you try to pronounce this first. I did last week. I wasn't here for that.
2: <laughs> um, <Try> I
1: <it> <laughs> Takeshi. Minamono. Minamino. 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 Yeah.
0: You were pretty close on that. we will give you credit. Okay. Not gonna top last year. Koharu Hinata.
1: God damn it. That Struggled took me... Struggled with that. The wrestler that has a longer name than her fucking height. Hey! Be nice. I even kill you. <laughs> um, anyway. So yeah, we had this matchup. Um... God, I don't remember
2: much about this match. I was just thinking the same thing, just as you were saying that.
1: I don't, this is not a generic statement, but this is how I I did feel. Everybody did great. Uh, Seeing this new version of Danhausen, uh, Takeshi, I don't know know that much about him, so I just, just fine. Wes Barkley, normal Wes Barkley and Zach Thomas, just that intense beast that he's been. So I don't know that's all uh, i'm
2: ready i'm ready for wes to step it up i'm ready for and i like wes a lot uh wes has to start ignoring us out in the crowd and he's got to start stringing stuff together he'll do a move and then he'll stop and he'll turn around and he'll look to the crowd and it it almost looks like he just doesn't know where he wants to go next like he still has a reached big thing. comfort yeah that's a big thing he needs to fix yeah
0: Like he has it, but it's just move, stop, certain amount of seconds, another move, but not good.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not great. I felt of the four of the four guys in in the match um, when Danhausen and and Thomas uh, and Minomino or whoever Minomino, yeah, were working (laughs) together. It 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 flowed and it went fast, and every time West would get involved, it. Was almost like it. The match hit a brick wall at that point. Like it just slowed down. And uh, I mean, it, certainly you don't expect that with a scramble. It made that scramble significantly less memorable than the six way or even the tag team at the beginning. That might be one of the reasons we just can't remember a lot of. You know, the the six way had. You can think of a half dozen probably pretty memorable spots. You know, flip flops and and you know, Wardslow's crazy. You know, uh, crazy flippy throwing guys around. Crazy murder I, I spots. <laughs> exactly. I can't think of anything from this match that really stands out to me.
1: You're saying Wardlow had really good MTK spots.
2: <laughs> Dude, Give me yes. Wardlow
0: versus Gage.
1: <laughs> good good God. Um, I can't
0: have
2: Braun versus Gage. Give me Wardlow versus Gage. <laughs> I think mean, yeah. the right guy went over in Thomas,
1: but... Yeah. He is... Who
0: went over in Akron?
1: I don't recall. <laughs> Last Akron show, he won, I believe. He, I feel like, for the most part, he's been on a roll. I he mean, has recently. He, he, did, he did lose, I think, a party pal. Yeah, yeah King, King, Kingston. Which makes sense there. But it was fucking Kingston, and him. Yeah. He, he still looked somewhat strong. Just not Kingston strong.
0: It's uh, not like he just got jobbed out in that match.
2: No, basically, that ended up turning into a glorified one-on-one. Uh, you know, it started out as a scramble, and he got a good what six, eight minutes one on one with Kingston. Was it that was, long? Yeah, I, it felt like it was. If it wasn't, um, I, I felt like Dom and and Bishop were gone fast in that one too. Yeah, I might have to go back and look at that one because I thought it was under five. Yeah, it, it might. Yeah, it might have
0: been. You might be right. But they like, just had a good amount of stuff that they did yep. in that like five
1: minutes. This was also a Barkley Nation less match. There were there were some Barkley Nation there, but...
0: It wasn't the entire group of them.
1: Yeah, if you compare every other showing, like, th- it was very noticeable that they were there this time. It was like, oh, yeah, there was, like, I think there was, like, at least two people. Cause I saw them wearing West shirts. Yeah, those girls, they were just so pretty, though. <laughs> no, there was, like, a older couple that might have been, like, parents or some sort of relative. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know where everybody else was. But anyway sad to say i mean that's the only thing like it really wasn't that memorable now nope. uh, before we go any further we'll uh come back after this commercial break are you tired of the same old pro wrestling then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. All right, we come back from intermission, or this commercial break, and we were treated to the eight-man tag match, which was the Duke, Parker Pierce, Big Tuan Tucker, and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. We forgot the toilet paper. I was reminded right before the show started, someone sent me a message asking if I brought some, and I was like, nope, fucking forgot. My bad. Which, I'll go out and say, too, like, we don't have to depend on me bringing toilet paper. Other people can bring toilet paper, yes, we too. Yes,
0: It's your job.
1: Other people could bring toilet paper, too. No. So, that team going up against the Weird World, Weird Body, and Worldwide, with Kikotaro and Ryder Reed, a very obscure collection of characters, I think on on both sides. Mainly, I mean, you did have Duke money, but adding in Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham with them. This was, uh, this was a fun match to come back to because everything with the Duke and people yelling at him, Rick will probably have more on that. I think Ryder Reed got their shine in this match. What do you guys think? Let's start with Caden.
0: First off, this is his first show since the Winchester one. So it's nice to see him back on a show. But oh yeah, I do agree with you there. He got a lot of time in his match to hit all of his gimmicks. And hopefully he starts to become more regular on events and not a
1: five
0: correct me if I'm wrong, their five month break in between shows.
1: That sounds right, but I think one of the things is and I, I remember this before. And anybody, feel free to correct me out there. I felt like a lot of students when they first start out, there are like these breaks because there's nothing really storyline for them. Yeah, um, that they're, makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're new starting out. So, it's like they, they get kind of, you know, worked in. Like, I remember that with Frankie. I remember that with Dr. Dan. I remember that even with I, – I feel like The Weird World where we had multiple shows that, you know, they weren't tag teaming on. So –
0: They just kind of get lost, in a way.
1: Yeah. And I I feel like a lot of wrestlers have this. Like, I wasn't going to, like, put some attention on it, but, like, we had no Frankie. Frankie was there, but we had no Frankie. That's been a couple shows now. He was... Two shows in a row. He was out for Party Pal, though. He wasn't wrestling, but he was out. Yeah, still, that's two shows, no matches. That's... Well, I give you that aspect, but I'm also saying, like, he wasn't even out.
2: Yeah, that's... mm. I think maybe we'll find out why very, very soon.
1: Do you think or do you know?
2: What do you know? I mean, the production has been very good about putting out video. I mean, Derek is a director. And um, I think at some point they'll probably put out some type of video that lets us know what's going on in that organization.
0: Yeah. Frank, you got a contract.
1: <laughs> <laughs> AEW comes calling. <clears throat> So in this match, we saw a victory from Kikutaro, Ryder Reed, and the Weird World.
0: The finish was way too hard to describe in a tweet, so I just kind of put it like that. Yeah. It was Ryder hit like an elbow off of Weird Body, who was in a fireman's carrier position. Then Weird Body got DVD'd onto Dr. Dan. That was it. It It's the weirdest thing to try to describe in a tweet. I don't know if it would have
1: fit. So, yeah, that's I I hate those like those type of finishes where there's like so much to explain and you're like, shit. I have one tweet to do it, and then like maybe like on top of all that, there's stuff that happens after the match. Like that's something that I do more than you. Where I'll like talk about like maybe something someone said in a promo, or if there was like some post match shenanigans or whatever, someone came out and attacked somebody just so people can like get some results, but then like. If those things happen back-to-back and then you have another match start right after that, you're like, I'm so down. I'm trying to tweak this shirt. Hold on a second. The finish of that last match was really complicated. Let me finish that one. Yeah. So I I totally get it. And that's why I'm happy you're back. <laughs> Even though
0: well, – I can remember all the results.
1: It's also because you, you, you took my spot. Yeah. Um, my I spot again. No, no, no. I didn't do many videos for uh, Instagram. Like, I did, like, a handful of, like, small videos for the women's match, and then I did a lot for the scramble. Other than that, like, there's a lot of tag team matches, matches that were going um, all over the the venue and everything. I was like, yeah, like, it it was much harder to do. Like, for example, like, opening up with that four-way tag match. I was right in the corner. I couldn't take video because most of it would be blocked by the tag team that was standing in front of me with the... The match with Dan in the production was kind of standing right in front of me most of the match. Not a complaint, but I mean, for those who was wondering where a lot of the videos were... I it's my wa- fault. <laughs> yes, it's your fault. But I did want to highlight the scramble, and I fucking Instagram-storied the shit out of that match for the people who were fans of some of these wrestlers and obviously couldn't make it to the show. So, wanted to explain that. Because I already fucked up one tweet, so... Might as well just confess everything. Anyway, next up, we had Lewis Linden versus TKD. I, uh, I don't want to say a new key TKD, but uh, he did have a new shirt, I think new gear. This was a, a nice opponent for him. Uh, I had a Kata moment where they were coming, like, right towards me. So I didn't necessarily fear for my death, but it was close. Oh, You died.
0: <laughs> right. You died. I was concerned.
1: Right or wrong. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um. So yeah, I I thought this was a fun match. Lewis Linden not loved by many AEW fans, but I know. I, <sighs> I <liked it. laughs> Are you on the, the anti-Lewis Linden train too? I was very happy to see
2: that Tommy for about five or six minutes had a great vicious streak in him and was knocking Lewis all the way around that place. Uh, Lewis is a fine wrestler. He just, he bores the living crap out of me. Sorry.
0: I'm offended
1: by this. <laughs> yeah. Dang a How dare
2: you? Bored.
1: I don't know. Maybe we need Facade with them. We need uh, Flip Kendrick with him. I, I support this decision. Get the, band, get the band back together.
0: Remember that scramble where they were all in that same match, and that's went nowhere? <laughs>
1: Yeah, sadly.
0: And I pointed that out, and I said it was going to go nowhere.
2: Yell at him in this match. He saved that. You know, he 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 emptied his guns at the Duke the match before, so he was all out of ammo
1: by then. <laughs> I, I like to see uh, when TKD. He's another one. He's kind of like right there with Ryder Reed, where when he gets shots, he gets matches. Like it's cool to see him progress. Tommy goes to training, and also like there's a there's now a meaning I, I noticed. Because I was always going by his Twitter handle, which was Tom Doe, And now, I think it has a meeting I'm trying to pull up. No, I thought I had, like, a, find a picture of, like, the shirt that he had. Now, it's like, TKD means something. Fortunately, I don't know what the fuck it is. Tommy had a lot of, uh, Tommy probably had 30, 35 uh, folks
2: there to see him specifically.
1: I feel like TKD had a lot, and so did uh Trey. Like way so more of than they both, So, of course, they both get beat. Spoiler alert. God damn it, Thorn. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Lewis Linden won via the Dragon Sleeper. So, yeah. The, the, hey, With they, the belt
0: on him.
2: It's
1: good cause he's good. He's good because he put us to sleep, too. So Shut up. So Fans in this podcast. <laughs> so mean. So mean. Next up was Wheeler Yuta versus Trey Lamar. Versus Matt Justice for the AIW Intense Championship. And- I'm
0: in danger.
1: <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you were in danger. Trey Lamar was Run. in danger. Trey Lamar was in danger because before. Says this, you. Before- bleed, Trey, bleed. <laughs> yeah, bleed, Trey, bleed. Yeah, the ghoulishness that was coming from your side of the ring
2: during this <laughs> match died. It wasn't me died. for once. Yeah, I, I don't believe it, but you I- had your. Yeah, you had your scrubs cosplay. You were hiding behind that night. I didn't. Hey, I, I, I couldn't see your. I couldn't see your lips moving, but I'm pretty sure it was you.
0: <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. I felt bad
1: for Trey Lamar for once. I after the show, I gave Trey a hug and told him I loved him. I don't know. I You're think very it, mean to Trey. I think think it was just because it was a Matthew Justice match. I'm like, someone's got to get beat the fuck up. Like there was a couple of those chops. Well, there was a couple. couple, all of them. Well, there's, well, there, there, was the ones which I don't know which hurts worse. You had the ones that were like the dead thuds, but then you had the ones which were the loud cracks. It's got to be the thuds. Oh, it's Oh,
2: it's the worst because it's just poof, hand
0: right to the chest.
1: Oh yeah, I me. Mean, I'm willing to bet that they both hurt, but in their own way, because it'd be like one that was a. Any I mean,
0: was it Please
1: tell us. One would be just like a slap. And then the next would be a thud, and then the next probably Matt Justice was playing that. I don't know, but i I noticed that on uh, Wheeler Unit two from Matt Justice where some would be a slap, some would be a thud, so I don't think
2: there's any difference. It's like would you rather get slapped in the face or punched in the face or or <laughs> oh, we well, we should ask pod Van Dam
1: <laughs> someone tweet that as a question um, that's probably like you know what would you rather eat a plate of shit or a plate of diarrhea? Well, same thing. <laughs> Still shit. So, this match ended with uh, a DVD through a table by Matt Justice. So, Matt Justice... Ret- two, two tries. Ret- yeah, As that- <laughs> soon as I seen it, the first one, I was like, oh shit, we're getting it again. So
2: we were- yeah, the table, the table cracked. It looked like oh, it had a head print in it, basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, Portrait Didn't bleed. He did not bleed. <laughs> I'm on the bed, he was, he's feeling it the next day. Next up, we have the other Pick Your Poison match, Joshua Bishop versus Filthy Tom Lawler. And this was fucking interesting. Just first, you had Lawler come out like he was like kind of into it, but he was also getting ready to fuck him up. What were your thoughts on this match, Caden?
0: Yay, Tom Lawler's back. And murdering people again. <laughs> Poor Josh Bishop. Yeah. What else is there to say?
1: Yay, Tom Lawler. Josh Bishop got murdered. I haven't gone back and listened to the to the preview episode, but I believe I picked Tom Lawler because I was as much as I love You did. Yeah, m- you did. As much as I love Joshua Bishop, I was not gonna pick Joshua Bishop. Not against Filthy Tom. Nope. Nope, 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 nope.
2: He Even- learned his lesson about posting Twitter memes. <laughs> Well, Lawler, Lawler legit put him to sleep, so. The,
1: the thing that I didn't think about it, too, we, is it's something we could have brought up in the preview. We hadn't seen Lawler in a while that, like, a lot of things th- about him has kind of slipped my mind. He did have a very impressive win-loss record prior to this show. What, he had lost one or two matches? Like that's it? Twice, yeah. I think.
0: If we're not counting Jaylet.
1: I'm counting Jaylet. All
0: right, yeah. I think it's or that'd be three times, then.
1: Still, of all the matches... That's he, he's still a, super impressive. Yeah, like, just so many wins. So, why would Joshua Bishop beat Filthy Tom Lawler? And Filthy Tom won easily. Well, not easily. He was via at first, uh, via referee stoppage. Uh, any thoughts on it, Rick?
2: No, I, uh, I think it's gonna... I, I think it's more of a... I think it's going to play into future matches and future storylines. I didn't. I guess I didn't quite understand in the pick-your-poison matches why Dominic went over, but then Bishop lost. It's like, now, why do I want to see Dominic and Bishop? Because Dominic, you know, Bishop couldn't even beat Lawler. How's he going to beat another MMA guy? But I think it's going to, but, I'm going to end up with some multi-man coming up soon.
1: But at the same I, time, how many times did it take Dom to beat Lawler?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dominic has the uh, has the Glass Joe record against He's uh, <laughs> one in one in ninety nine against his filthy Tom. But I man, I tell you what, I'd really like to. And I don't know what his what his contract status is now. He's with MLW and everything. Wouldn't you love to see him get a nice run with the with the absolute title? I mean, how great would that be to have that guy as the, the
1: face of your organization for a good six to eight months? I don't think MLW has exclusive shit. Could you figure like Vance is a part of them? Uh, MJF part of My them, answer. or was part of them? I don't think he is now. But they yeah. just have contracts
0: to where I don't think you could sign with like a bigger company. Yeah, so I don't understand too many of these contracts, but we're—I think it just prevents you from being with like WWE, essentially.
1: We're we're getting to a realm where these contracts are crazy. I think this is kind of something that. uh Thorne talked about on the AIW podcast about how like contracts are in wrestling and everything. And, you know, I mean, Johnny had an evolved Dragon Gate USA contract. He was, he could still wrestle for AIW. But then again, if Gabe was like, Hey, I need you for a show on this date. Oh, you're booked in Cleveland? I don't care. You're booked for a show now on this date. You have to come. Yeah. yeah they, they
2: just got, I think they have priority. Okay. This is uh, you know, priority booking. Yeah. And that's fair.
1: Any more on Lawler Bishop from either of you?
0: Lawler is MDK.
1: Poo. Maybe that'll come. come next. Anyway, next up, we have the main event of the evening, Mr. Fresh to Death himself, Pretty Boy Smooth versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams for the AIW Absolute Championship. I'm going to fast forward to the ending because we have a new champion. Pretty Boy Smooth, PB Smooth, new AIW Absolute Champion. I... This is going to sound like it's going against what I said on the preview. I did kind of see this coming, but the way I described it to people before the show, I'm so used to you see a match like we knew that Athena was going to WWE, and it was it was Athena versus Candice LeRae. So I was like, oh well, Athena's going, so Candice LeRae is going to be new champion. Okay, that's what's going to happen. So we come onto the show. That's what we would say. And then Athena wins. So we're like, well, what the fuck's going to happen to the championship? Oh, Athena has an open challenge. She, wa- she wants to challenge like someone else to, to step up, and it was Heidi. I was thinking we would get something like that. Or maybe this wasn't going to be the last show for Hot Sauce. He had like one or two more that he could do. Turns out, we've learned, nope, exclusive deal. He's pretty much done with with independent wrestling or with, uh, outside of Ring of Honor stuff. So, your new champion, PB Smooth, how did you feel about this match and this win, start with Rick?
2: Well, unfortunately, later in the week, after we recorded and, and I learned that then Hot Sauce was exclusive with Ring of Honor, so I kind of saw the PB thing come, um, I tried to crack him earlier in the evening, you know, I went up to him and was like, you know, uh, you don't get this done, you're never getting another title, you know, just kinda of, kinda of ribbing the guy and he, you know, straight faced about it. I'm gonna do my best, you know, whatever. PB's one of the hardest working guys that there is, so I'm I guess I'm thrilled that he that he got the opportunity, has the opportunity. I don't know what we're gonna see from here on out. I just you can think of good matchups for Tracy Williams. You know, the the list goes on and on and on of guys that can have a good match with Tracy Williams. I'm wondering who those names are with PB. Smooth as champion. You know, are we going to we going to see Tom Lawler? are we going to see Tim Donson? you know what, who are we going to see to challenge PB? Uh, you know, are we going to see Hornswoggle after he takes out Steiner? What are we going to do? so'm I'm not'm I'm not, I'm not as excited about it as I, as I want to be. Um, I'm thinking this is a means to an end. I don't think he's going to have a long run as champion. I see us coming out of that WrestleMania show with a new champion. Regardless of who it is, whether it's one of our regulars, whether it's somebody that's still yet to be announced, uh, you know, Tom Lawler is on that show. He's been announced, but though, you know, no title matches have been announced. And hell, what we have still two more shows between here and, and Mania. So a lot can change. Um, I think that this was kind of a right place, right time for PB. And we'll just kind of go from there. How about you, kid? PB looked like a legitimate main eventer during this match. What I
0: gotta say about it, he looked like a star. Good for him for getting the absolute title. interested to see where this title run goes, even if it's only like a month or two. I'm kinda interested to see who ends up getting a title shot against him. Cause usually, like, as was said, you kinda have like a certain list of, alright, this person would match up good with this person. With PB, it's like, um, hmm. You don't really have any idea, which is why this is going to be fun, if that makes any sort of sense. With, and again, I, go
1: ahead. on. Ingerhead.
0: In another case here, like I knew Hot Sauce a whole ROH contract deal, but like, I thought maybe he still had maybe like the March 8th show. I didn't think this was his last show, which again, that was a huge surprise, seeing PB
1: get the belt like that. Fun match all around. I think from the moment that PB Smooth debuted, he had championship written all over him. I knew that was gonna the trigger was gonna be pulled. Uh first we saw it with Tag Team. Like him and, and Swoggle were great. A lot of lot of fun there. And the, the program they had with the production was up there too. But I felt like after we were done with twins we would have to see PB get more of a singles run, more of a single shot, more, they, something with you know, the intense or the absolute championship. One of them, he was destined for. Might have just happened to just work out in his favor where you can get a match with PB, uh, with uh, Hot Sauce, where he was going to have to drop the title. And they, they couldn't think of any like crazy swerves. So it's like, I don't know, we'll just do it how it is. Which I'm fine with. And And I've heard fans kind of upset about it. I've heard from different people. So if you think I'm Talking about just you, I'm not. I I don't understand that kind of mentality. Like I get it, you don't maybe don't like PB or something, or you think quote other people deserve it. But I've heard of like list of people that supposedly like deserved it more, and the deserved it more shit is ridiculous. We're talking about wrestling, and you know PB is is a fucking worker, and I don't mean that just as a wrestler sent. It just a hard fucking worker. And I felt like he's proven a lot. Like, is this going to be a year-long reign? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, no. Probably not. But he has earned this. Yeah. And
0: the the list of Except people... For someone, I will admit this. I am not the biggest PB Smooth fan. But he has 100% earned this. And I'm glad to see him with the absolute title.
1: Yeah. And, you know, th- this shit happens in wrestling all the time. And if you think X wrestler deserved it more and they should have had this match the thing that I tell anybody who starts dream booking shit well they should have had this match okay what do you do with like the rest of your card like how, how would you work that out yeah you can work out one match work out the rest that's the thing that I'll always give to not just thorn but like any type of booker where anyone someone,
0: that promotes and books a show
1: yeah when anybody's like well they should have did this well you don't know what the next two months look like oh you think wrestler should have won the title at this show well, they're not going to be able to come back for three more months, and we don't know that they do. So yeah, you're no fan.
2: With a you're a these fan. guys too, we're we're pushing towards what is probably the biggest show in the history of the company. You know, taking that the the show on the road to Mania weekend. You know, I think you guys would agree that's probably the biggest leap that that AIW has ever done. And going into that with as much big name talent on top as possible. You know, no disrespect to a Dr. Dan or a Brian Carson or something like that. But what are you gonna do? You're gonna put one of those guys on, on top and and, you know, launch that into your WrestleMania show? Uh, you know, PB, if nothing else, if he's not a big name talent, is a big name. He's a big man. He's a big, imposing that guy looks like a, you know, he he doesn't look like a ballerina. That guy looks like a, a professional wrestler like he can beat you up so you know I, it is what it is name value if you beat PB Smooth um, you know it's its a good it's a good victory we, you could really you could use PB Smooth as a launch for somebody else somebody else comes into you know, just fantasy booking like we're doing somebody else comes into that, that Wrestlemania show and dominates and takes out PB Smooth you could establish somebody overnight as a, you know as a big deal in your company taking out that big man like that. So there's just there's so many places you can go with it and and we won't know and I'd go for the to be bluntly honest. I don't think John Thorne knows where he's headed right this second might have an idea in the back of his head might not be letting on to anybody but we'll see. I think a lot of things are still really up in the air right now.
1: Like some of the names that I've heard that quote like should have been the, the person to beat hot sauce or guys like Bishop and Dom, which they're involved in a fucking storyline right now. Like you, I don't think you would throw in the title right now with, with them. I think Dominic's
2: eventually going to hold that title. Well,
1: I think both of them will, but right now, yeah,
2: not see both of those guys as eventual champions.
1: I mean, they're eventual champions, but saying right now, like people get in a
2: big, big hurry.
1: Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. Someone said Dr. Dan too. And Okay. I like Doctor Dan, but a dude who has done a lot of losing in AIW—that's the dude who should have beat Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. That—that that makes no fucking sense. The only no, no.
2: Doctor Dan is our Heath
1: Slater. The only Nothing name, against Doctor Dan whatsoever. The only name that I heard that could have beat them, But then I think it's going to come down to their availability. Is Filthy Tom Waller? Yeah, absolutely. and ma- ma- maybe it's Filthy Tom Lawler th- is the dude that beats PB Smooth, and then we go on to like some sort of feud with them for a while, whether it be PB with the title and and Filthy chasing it or Filthy winning it and then PB trying to get back to the title. Whatever it is, there's there's still story to be told there. But to say like this should have happened now is completely fucking ridiculous. It's and again, it's just fucking wrestling. I've I've seen numerous title changes that weren't planned, scheduled matches, or one of announced. You know, obviously, well, they were planned, they were scheduled, but they weren't announced. Fucking, when Ultramanus Black walked out with the title, he wasn't booked for a match that night. I think it was a random fucking match that was added at the end of the show. And then, like I said, with Heidi winning the, the Women's Championship, you know, the match of the night was Athena versus Candice LeRae, and Heidi walked out with the title. This, this shit happens. I was kind of happy there wasn't anything, like, screwy with it. Well, maybe we we do need to mention that I I don't know what caused it, but Hot Sauce broke his nose. Yeah, he flat on the mat, face down. It was – and it was that that final moment because I watched – as PB picked him up, he had – his chest was a little bit bloody. And then, like, after the pin and Tracy got out, like, there was just that puddle of blood. It's like, oh, shit. And Tracy's face was covered. So that's uh, A.I.W.'s hail to the king, baby. Uh, what were your uh, final thoughts and everything on this, Caden?
0: For my first show back, very fun, very very fun. Tag match was real good. The uh, or the four way tag, I should specify. The uh, six man scramble was excellent, and the intense title match was
2: wild, like usual. How about you, Rick? Yeah, it was a it was kind of an interesting night. I felt like it was kind of up and down and up and down, you know, getting started late. I felt like it was a long intermission. Uh, it was a good show. Uh, a lot of people by about the eighth or ninth match left. Uh, it kind of felt bad for PB at the end winning that, you know, probably it would have been a better reception if he would have won it at a, you know, a Cleveland show one of the, you know, by the time he won the title, it was midnight and half the people were gone. You know, so it was, Akron's a different animal. Uh, you know, it's only the, it's, that's only the second show I've been to down there. Uh, it's a different crowd. You know, I, I thought at times you know, during the women's match and everything, the crowd was just absolutely dead of, you know, it, it was just a weird ebb and flow. Overall, it was a, it was a good, you know, it was a good card. There's nothing bad I could point to
1: on it. You know, I thought it was a solid B show. For me the The scramble match was one of my favorite matches of the night. Seeing, like I said, the three competitors that I p- had previous knowledge of just shine like motherfuckers. Um, the title change was a great way to end the night. Matt Justice, you know, continues his streak and continues brutal matches one way or another. I like the show. I'd probably, I'd probably give it a B too. It's hard to rate a um, show an A or an A plus like. It has to just be absolutely perfect. We did have a couple of matches that were less memorable, but there were other matches that really, really shined, and that's something I like. And with it being an Akron show, me being close, but they always seem to find the right name or names to help ha- headline it, that it made it, it made it worth my time. So, all right. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go? Caden?
0: Like usual, at KVR216 on all forms of social media. I still kinda post gifts, Not really anymore. I've been real bad about that. I'm just lazy now, I guess. Ugh, what have you
2: had going on?
1: Come on. Absolutely nothing. I told you I want my gift of... No. <laughs> Pay me. I charge now. Oh, you charge now? Yep. I charge people to be on the show. Okay, bye. <laughs> I charge people to give them microphones.
2: It's the Wrestling Cheers Patreon account you gotta...
1: That's something I think I will never do. I don't. I, people won't pay for shit now as is. People don't buy t-shirts. People don't buy pint glasses. Which I did have some at the show. I did poor job at like selling them. But uh, I would have
2: bought some if I would have known.
1: Yeah, I, I because I got them like a week or two after the last show. They've literally. I mean, I keep them in my car. Like most of them, I think I have like six that I keep here at home. But just that's. For now type shit. But yeah, I've, I'll have them at the next show. I'm going to do a better, uh, do better at fucking promoting them. So $10, pint glass and uh, beer coosies. But anyway, yeah, people don't buy shit. I think every time I hear AIW talk about their Patreon, which is great, eventually I'll pay money towards it. But I think, yeah, I can never fucking do that because the fuck would I do? Oh, you want, a, you want an <laughs> advanced copy of the the episode? Yeah, it goes up normally... Not all the time, but normally about an hour or two before it actually posts. Like I get it ready, depending. Granted, when I get the, a lot of interviews in a row, I try to be ahead of it on that. But yeah, this week, no, like I'm probably gonna finish it within an hour or two before it gets posted. So there's, I mean, nothing I can do early.
2: Wrestling cheers is like South Park. Where you get it done about an hour before.
1: No, that's pretty. And I've had I've had a couple of times. I, like literally, it doesn't post till after midnight. But I like I check I post date it, but earlier. Like, oh, it's, it's 1 o'clock. Well, I'm just going to tell it to post it at midnight, and it'll look like it went up at midnight, but it didn't. It, anyway, that's a behind-the-curtains talk. Any uh, final thoughts, last minute plugs for you, Rick?
2: No, the usual stuff. Uh, whatever my Twitter handle is, I don't even know what... It'll, it'll probably be posted. Follow me if you want to. If not, no skin off. No skin off my nose. I'm uh, not that interesting anyway. Uh, Caden, it's lovely to have you back, sir. Um... Obviously, we're all just kidding. When we say mean things about wanting Matt Justice to go into your lap, we secretly all want him to go into your lap. But um, it's uh, it's uh, very nice to have you back. We're glad that everything went uh, real quick.
0: I'm back regularly now. I'm already planning for the rap show, too.
1: Good God. You oh would. my
2: God. <laughs> it's been a while. What type know. of medical instruments did you did you bring from the hospital?
0: No, no, none of that. Not doing any of those syringes. I refuse.
1: Do you, do you think Caden like watches the Saw movies and game plans? I have weapons. No, none of that.
2: I think I think a lot of people watch the Saw movies and things like that, and they're horrified. I think he watches them and giggles.
1: <laughs> no, he watches them and laughs like that nah, child's play. Like, really, that's what you did? This is what you should have done. If I
2: covered the glass with lemon juice, what happened?
0: Amen. <laughs>
1: <Hey>, <laughs> and of course, you can find myself at HeavySet330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Rest and Cheers, Twitter.com slash Rest and Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Rest and Cheers email. If you so choose a desire, Rest and Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And we have the extra merch store available at Toyota Camry trunk, where you can get a pint glass and a beer koozie for just ten dollars. In person only. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. Rest cheers. Dot podbean.com. Check out our other or check out our uh, friends on the Training Topics Network. Can't forget about them such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, The Tuts Experience, and Wrestling with Altitude. And check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out It 2, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, Spotlight Series, and I Got Your 5 Stars. And check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set tab photo, powerslam.tv, Use rushing cheers all one word and get your first month free. Ringside shots photography, sickening pictures. Russell Void episode not episode issue three is available now. Hit them up on Twitter at Russell Void. Key on sports. Stay tough. Midwestterritory.com and the official graphic designer of. Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs That will do it for us here On Wrestling Cheers, where everybody Knows your name Especially when you need to Bleed, Trey Lamar Bleed, later Making your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name
2: And they're always like you came. You're the thing where you can
0: see Rules are
2: the yeah, we'll all the
0: same You're the thing
2: where everybody knows <laughs> your name yeah.